Laurie Zerudlow is here to tell the story of Ghost Hill. On an isolated road between Eardley and Beckenridge, a young man meets a fellow traveler on a dark evening. What at first seems like an everyday occurrence. As the two travelers approach, it becomes clear that things are not what they seem. Ghost Hill. William Boyer drives his carriage along the stretch of road between Erdley and Beckenridge. He is a slight man in a paisley coat, a hand-me-down in Rococo style, not commonly worn by the farmers and businessmen of the Pontiac. His horse is black and gaunt and skittish, now that the sun has started to disappear beneath the tops of the trees around them. The road is known as Ghost Hill, a steep grade along the banks of the Ottawa River and a place known for inexplicable accidents and robberies ending in bloodshed. The older folk describe it as a place where this life and the next meet, only briefly like two parallel paths that stray a little too close before splitting off. William's nerves are dulled with brandy, and he puts these things from his mind as they climb. The light grows dim and the world fades around them, and soon the only noise in the dark is the heaving of the horse, the scrape of hooves, and the creak of the carriage wheels. He feels a chill and wraps his coat tighter. He pulls out a flask and drinks. When he travels here, especially at night, a childish anxiety sits in his gut, and he recalls tales of spirits and demons told to him in the nursery, stories that stay with you even as you get older, although you keep them to yourself for fear of being thought odd. His mind wanders and his eyelids begin to feel heavy. The chirr of the crickets, now swelling from the bush, becomes a jangling lullaby, and he sinks into another world like into a warm bath. Silence wakes him. Moonlight Masked by clouds, silhouettes branches overhanging the road, casting shadows like fingers on the path before him. His horse is now standing still. The cricket somehow far louder, now they've stopped. In the darkness, another sound. A slow and steady knock. Knock, knock, knock. His spine prickles, and he sits up straight, his hands resting on the dash. It comes closer. Knock, knock, knock. Sitting frozen, knuckles white, William's breath becomes shallow as the apparition emerges from the dark in front of him, like it's made from it. An apparition? No. A horse. A dark horse like his ambles into sight, pulling a carriage driven by another traveler. 
William exhales in relief, shaking off the childish fears that had gripped him. He calls out in a friendly manner, saying something about the weather or the state of the moon. The man on the carriage says nothing. Awkwardly, William adjusts his coat and takes hold of the reins. He clears his throat and bids the traveler good night. The man on the carriage says nothing still. Feeling that childish anxiety returning to his gut, William flicks the reins, eager to get this stretch of road behind him. His horse does not budge. A wave of dread passes over William, and he looks to the other carriage. It moves towards him, and the sound as it moves is now clear as day. Knock, knock, knock. Now the moon begins to crest the clouds, and the cold light gives the road a silver glow, like a daguerreotype of a place that has long since vanished. But even still, the carriage in front of William is shrouded in darkness. Its horse, greasy and gaunt, stamps its hoof as it pulls up along William. The dark traveler, now parallel to him and only feet away, moonlight finds its way to the dark carriage, and William sees him, a man, a slight figure, his hands gripping the reins. William sees a paisley patterned sleeve and arms leading up to sunken shoulders. His own form. He looks at the man's face, dreading what he will see, but where the head should be is a hideous emptiness, as if someone had put their thumb on a newsprint photograph and smudged it black. As the stranger turns to meet his gaze, William can scarcely make out in the dark two hollow, stretched eyes and an endless maw gaping back at him. Something primal reaches down into William and he sets loose a wail that echoes out over the banks of the river. Ah! The dark traveler flicks his reins and departs the knocking fading into the darkness as he goes. William's horse starts up and carries them in the other direction at a speed that will not be seen until the invention of the automobile. He can scarcely hold on and is nearly thrown from the carriage, but manages to catch the dash, clinging on for dear life. His journey home is a blur. But William sees out of the corner of his eye the same dark carriage parked askew on the side of the road. He does not stop to greet the traveler a second time. Even in daylight, William cannot shake what he has seen. He tells no one for fear of being thought odd, but he can bring himself to think of nothing else. One morning, he reads a story in the local paper of an incident on Ghost Hill, dated on the same fateful night. A man, William Johnson, had been killed in a brutal carriage accident. Thought to be drunk, 
the man fell asleep and fell forward and was wedged between the dash and the wheel. The innumerable knocks from the spokes reduced his head to jelly. He was found the next day, his carriage parked askew on the side of the road. William Boyer closes the tabloid. He never again steps on a carriage drunk or climbs Ghost Hill after dark.